Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 69 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals hump. We have officially wrapped up the football season with the Super Bowl. But before we get into that, before we talk about everything else, how are you feeling? Don't I'm good. Uh... Man, it's that uh, it's that cold and dark and and bleak time of the year with with no football. It seems like it's never going to end. You know, last year we didn't really get that long period of time of of no football because this time last year we were getting ready to play our own season, uh, the the spring FCS season, uh, and so that that kind of filled that kind of filled that void for many months. Uh, and now we're back to reality. And uh, ooh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long journey to till the next next real good football we get. Well, you know, I said that football's officially over, but you know, we're gonna talk about it later. There's still uh, there's still some football that may come that we maybe, may cover. And I talk about filling that void. Maybe this can be a good enough product, and and we'll 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 get to what we're talking to in a bit. But maybe this will fill that void. Yeah, but of course, let's start with the Super Bowl. Let's get it out the way and officially end this season of the NFL. Rams, Bengals, and we talked about it. We've been talking about it all season long, how good the Rams are. They went all in. This is the one, and they finally get it done. The Rams with the win, 23-20. to So, Hump, talking about this Super Bowl, about this game, it kind of seemed like the Bengals were going to run away with it. And then at the very end, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, get it done. And then at the final play, Aaron Donald does his thing and makes the sack. So, talk to me about this game. What did you see on both sides? And how are you feeling about the Rams being Super Bowl champions? Well, Dalton, it, it, first off, it was a very entertaining Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, did you enjoy watching? I thought it was a great game. Yeah, I thought, and you know, we talked about this earlier too. I was excited that they were two teams that we haven't seen in a while. so And that we liked. Yeah. There, there wasn't a bad guy in this. So it was a fun game to watch, and it was a good game. I was worried that maybe the Rams were going to kind of dominate this game the whole time, but they kept it. It was kind of a defensive battle for most of the game, and then the very end picked up, so I really enjoyed it. Well, I picked Rams by three uh, from the get-go. Obviously, they did end up winning by three, but I will say a small part of me thought in the back of my head, you know, the Rams might kill the Bengals. This this might get this might get bad. Uh, obviously, I was way wrong. The Bengals really, I'm not going to say they outplayed the Rams because obviously they lost, but the Bengals, for the better part of that game, looked like they they should have won it. Um, yeah, and, and there was some questionable play calling on Sean McVay's part in the beginning of the game. A lot of running running game that just didn't work. They didn't get away from the run near quick enough. Uh, whatever it was, Cincinnati had their number when it came to the run. And how much do you think the Odell Beckham injury uh, pertained to that? Because Cooper Cup seemed to be covered up most of the game until the very end, of course. But Odell Beckham scores the first touchdown, then tears his ACL, and then they kind of just started running the ball. So you think it was because of his injury that they had to switch plans? It certainly didn't help. Uh, Odell was probably the Super Bowl MVP in the first half. Uh, I mean, you know, and I another prediction that I made correctly, I said that Odell Beckham would score a touchdown and that he would have a big role in this game, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, I, I hate – I never – I'm not a huge Odell Beckham fan, uh, and, and if you've listened to Walk on Radio, you know that. But I never want to see anybody injured, uh, especially somebody like Odell, who he deserve he deserves a Super Bowl. All, all the slander he's gotten, uh, and, and including from me. But I'm happy that he has a Super Bowl now. It's cool that he he was a big role in it. I do hate that he had such a serious injury 
Probably, you think he misses next year or most of next year? I mean, I don't know. Half of next year? We've seen the crazy amount of of short timing that ACL injuries have become just because of the signs behind it now. And look at Cam Akers, gets hurt in the beginning of the year, ends up playing in the Super Bowl. But I think, uh, I really think it depends. He's coming off of, isn't this his second tear? It's the same knee. Yeah. That he tore last year. That's not good. No, I know. That sucks. That really shouldn't happen. Let me ask you this, Hump. He comes back, he's healthy in the next season what does this next season pertain for a healthy obj do you think he's going to keep his number up he's going to be a red zone guy do you think he can become the star obj that he once was that first year with the giants to catch that cover of madden obj do you think he might just kind of fall back in line and be a cleveland brown obj yeah it really first off dalton it depends because he's a free agent so it really first off depends where where does he land uh and he he did come out and say that he would give Los Angeles a discount uh, because of how how at home he felt. Um, and you know, a guy like Odell, I mean, obviously the bright lights and the and the the Showtime and the Hollywood and all that—that's probably what a guy like Odell's looking for. I mean, he's very he's he's you know he's he's a star. He's a star off the field. He's a star. He's got the looks. He's got the social media. He's got the coolness factor. He's got the video games, the commercials, just all this stuff. He is a Hollywood player, uh, and so I could definitely see him re-signing with Los Angeles at a discounted rate. And I hate to say this, but he tore his ACL. He, he's he's not right now. He is not worth as much. And uh, another player that's going to be on the free market, free agent market, is Von Miller. And he said he was willing to look around. I don't think he's going to be a Ram next year. So any spots you could see him landing? or And maybe do you see him going back to the Rams? Because he's got friends. I know he's really close with OBJ. He just won a Super Bowl. He was talking about running back with Aaron Donald. So there could be a chance. But you think he's a Ram or you think he's going somewhere else? Yeah, Dalton. And, and same with Odell. The tricky part with the Rams is that they were so all in on this Super Bowl. And, and I also, I want to say this before we talk about anything else. What the Rams did and and trading all those first round picks, signing all these big name money money moves, it's gonna suck in the long run. It's gonna hurt. Uh, I mean, they. I don't. Th- I think there's like a seven year stretch where they don't have a first round pick, uh, and I know this next season they don't pick. They don't have a pick inside the top one hundred draft selections. Here's the thing, though. Everything, every move they've made, whether it hurts them for the next ten years, the next twenty years. The Super Bowl made it worth it. If you if you win the ultimate prize, the ultimate peak of professional football, whatever comes with it is worth it. Because uh, and that's ask a Detroit Lions fan would you would you win a, would you win a Super Bowl next year if it meant that the fifty years after that you were the worst team in the league? See, that's tough. I I don't know. Is is one Super Bowl gonna be enough for an organization and a fan base to get behind? Okay. Well, let me let me roast myself. <laughs> For a second, okay, we're still talking about the '90s Super Bowls, the yeah. three Super Bowls that the Cowboys won. Yeah. So it's a big deal, and 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 from two guys that have reached a, a, a significant plateau in football, would you have won the national championship if you knew the next year we went zero and ten? Okay, that's fair because I I think yes, I absolutely think, yeah, you would. Yeah. There's no question. I mean, at we 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 had two non-playoff years before our national championship. All of that was worth it because of what we accomplished. It didn't yeah. matter. So, in a sense, I, I think that's how the Rams feel. Uh, let's say Aaron Donald does retire. Let's say Matthew Stafford hangs it up. Sean McVay leaves, all these reports. 
it's okay. They they did what they were setting out to do. Uh, and so whatever happens after the fact, to me, I think you just deal with it. But to answer your – I kind of got off on a tangent there. But to answer your original question on Vaughn Miller, Dalton, I just – I don't see how they're going to be able to re-sign a guy like that. Uh, obviously, his name carries a lot of weight. Uh, I don't I don't know that Von Miller is all that great anymore. He did have an awesome Super Bowl. He 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 did have an awesome Super Bowl, but I, I, I don't know that he's that great anymore. If I'm Von Miller, I'm trying to see what team can I go to that will pay me, but also has a shot to win a Super Bowl. Who 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 is that? Is it the Green Bay Packers? Is it the Cowboys? Is it the Colts? Is it the is it the Titans? Maybe the Titans. I like the Titans. What about uh? Let me let me pitch you this, and I don't know if they could have the money for this, but Denver Broncos sign Goes Aaron Rodgers. Vaughn Miller comes home. I love that. Yee. I actually That'd love that. So Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, and in hopes to win a Super Bowl, they've got a young offense that all they need is a quarterback. Vaughn Miller's like, hey, I didn't want to leave Denver in the first place. Let me come back. Kind of like that. I don't know. I mean, in, De- in Denver's in Denver's case, they just got draft picks. For Vaughn Miller, all for Vaughn Miller to just come back? <laughs> that seems unfair. Now, going back to the all-in versus draft pick hump, you're Ryan Humphreys, owner, general manager of the Dallas Cowboys. I love this. And you kind of touched on this, how you felt about it. But would you do that? And you said you'd if you won a NAS championship, but you sucked, you'd be okay. If you won a Super Bowl and you sucked for 50 years, you'd be fine. So in your mind, you have a, a struggling Cowboys team, but you have these pieces that you can fill in. Are you an all-in type of guy? Are you still are going to trust the draft, trust the building process, and, and build your players up from the ground up? I think every franchise is different. Uh, obviously, there is nothing realistic that the Jets or the Lions or the Texans can do that's going to put them in a position to win a Super Bowl tomorrow. That that can't happen. They can't they can't trade fifty two players and and get. 100 draft picks. You know, that, that 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 can't happen. But let's say I'm I'm the Dallas Cowboys. That's a perfect example for what I'm about to say. And I've got this window of opportunity, okay? And I I think everybody's acting like this last season was, you know, it was a disappointment because we didn't go to the Super Bowl. I disagree. That's that's unfair. It was it was truly a disappointment because you didn't even win a freaking playoff game. That's what made it a disappointment. Your window of opportunity is now, okay? Tom Brady gone. Aaron Rodgers, potentially gone out of the NFC. Russell Wilson, potentially gone out of the NFC. The NFC quarterbacks that are left are terrible. They're terrible. Dak, Dak Prescott is, I would say I would say the best three is Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, and Kyler Murray. That's a winnable, that, I mean, that, Dak, Dak can overcome that. And, and so our window of opportunity is now. You've got Micah, you've got Demarcus Lawrence, you've got Trayvon Diggs, you've got Amari, CD, Zeke, all these fun, exciting pieces. I think the Cowboys got about a three- or four-year window right here to go out and win a Super Bowl. So to answer your question, abso-freaking-lutely, dude. Let's go, let's gear up, and let's go win the dang thing. J- just like the Rams. Because once, once, it's like the Chiefs, okay? They got They got their Super Bowl win. They went back to the Super Bowl, lost, didn't make it this year. Time's ticking, okay? We we already saw a little bit of a decline by the by the Chiefs this year. People's motivations change. They want to go somewhere else. They want to make their own money. They want to be the star of another team, not just a role player on a, on a really good team. Time Time's ticking. So I, I think the Cowboys' window is just now beginning, but they need to figure it out. You, you, you've, you've only got a couple more years to make this happen. 
All right, I got a scenario for you. I've been planning one in my head. So you're still the you're owner GM of the Dallas Cowboys. You're making the, the, the decisions. And you talk about a three- or four-year window. Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers. He, he calls up Ryan Humphreys. He says, Ryan, I love Dallas. I want to go and win. I like your young program. In order to get Aaron Rodgers, you must trade Dak Prescott, probably two or three first-rounders, and maybe like another lower-class player. So Hump, owner, who just said three or four window, is that a deal you're willing to take to lose Dak Prescott, young quarterback, for a guy with maybe two or three years left, but a higher chance to win a Super Bowl? It's tough. Yeah, so I see what you're saying. So, yes, just, I mean, quarterback ability, Aaron Rodgers is, is better than Dak. But I I I just, I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers is more of a one-year or two-year type guy. Yeah. I think Dak, I think we're going to get, I think I don't think we've seen Dak's best days. And I'm not no, saying he's Dak. he's got is, plenty of time left. I'm not saying Dak is going to be Aaron Rodgers. That, that's not what I'm saying. But we have not seen peak Dak Prescott, I don't think. I think, I think he, his timetable is three to five, three to five really good years left. Uh, hopefully, obviously, but I probably wouldn't take that deal. I probably wouldn't take that deal. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. I respect that. I'm okay with that. Now, yeah. now, if I'm the Niners, if I'm the 49ers, same question. Okay. They, they were a game away from the Super Bowl. You're probably losing Jimmy Garoppolo. You have Trey Lance, but if, if, if that offer came to me with Aaron Rodgers, you've got a really good defense. You got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, good run game. I don't know. It's tough. It's hard. I don't know. What about Tom Brady to the Niners? Have you seen that? Really? Come out of retirement. I did hear that he go was back pulling home. the Gronk and and he was just doing that to get out of everything and can go go over real quick. Interesting. But here's my stance on this whole thing. I I'm not an all in guy. I am a natural, let things work out. And I think that's being a Packer fan for so long. Our, the Packers' mindset have always been they re, they rarely sign free agents. They rarely sign the big-name guys. They like to draft. They like to build your guys. And it's just hard for me to see. Like, if, we, if I was a 49ers trading away my future and all these first-rounders for a guy that's got two years left, if we don't win the Super Bowl, like if, if something a freak accident happens and we lose in the first round, this was all for nothing. And now we lost in the first round plus five to six years of, of suffering for this fan base. So I'm big on I'm growing your guys, growing your rookies, bringing in some maybe lower-class players for some some lower-class picks, and just work your way up to, to a place where you can be. But, you know, it, it works sometimes and it doesn't. you got teams like Detroit who's had first-rounders and, like, top ten picks for multiple years, can't get it done. And it, whose fault is that? You know, it comes down to scouting, comes down to who's making the choices, but – it's it's a it's a risky game. I think that's what's so fun about about football and signing players and building a team. Now let me let me throw this out there strictly to a Packers fan. You have had Hall of Fame quarterback play for thirty consecutive years, okay, in Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. I was actually I was actually at Aaron Rodgers' first NFL football game. Just fun fact. Wow. Thirty consecutive years of Hall of Fame play. Two Super Bowls to show for it. That's great, you know, two Super Bowls. That's awesome. It's not good enough though. But what if what if one or two of those years you went all in, and and that number instead of two was three or four? One hundred percent. I mean, and and you can tell a lot of the playoff losses are not Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre's fault. They've been great quarterbacks on some really bad teams. When we finally had a defense in two thousand ten, 
We won the Super Bowl. We had Charles Woodson. We made kind of not an all-in, but we bring in Charles Woodson. We already had Clay Matthews. We had BJ Raji. We uh, AJ. Oh, BJ Raji. Hey, that's yeah. a that's a name. We had we Discount had a double check. We had a really good defense, and we we won the Super Bowl. And every time, look at this last year when we when we lost to the 49ers. and Rogers struggled a little bit, but special teams lost us that game. We go back a couple more years when we lost to the 49ers. defense couldn't get it done. So I, I agree, but at what cost are the success of the Packers being for so long has to do with bringing your guys in and naturally bringing them up. We've been successful because we haven't had this dry season of, of losing somebody. And like this is the whole hope with Jordan Love is when Aaron Rodgers is gone, we're hoping Jordan Love can step in and make the, make the case and be the guy. And if he can, he can't. And it's, it makes me nervous because we've talked about Jordan Love and I've seen him struggle. But this is the Packer way of quarterbacks. You don't bring in this big-name guy. You always work stay under for a few years, just like Jordan Love has been doing with Aaron Rodgers. He stayed under, and he's been watching how he's played. And then he's expected to take that starting role and to come in and become the quarterback. And I know a lot of people are questioning it, and I'm questioning it too. We have a guy that just won back-to-back MVPs. Why not keep him for as long as we can? And so I think we, we should keep Aaron Rodgers for as long as he can. He won two MVPs in a row. He's having a great season. But Jordan Love's got to step up and be ready, or we're going to have to make a new draft choice and, and prepare somebody else because at the end of the day, I don't know if Jordan Love can get it done. Okay, let me throw this out there, talking about Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You talk about wanting to build. You're, you're, you're a builder. I'm a let's go out and win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. okay? The, the, let's say those are our two GM styles, you know, like if we were playing in Madden or something like that. That's, yeah, that's yeah. how we do it. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers, okay? You and I both agree. He's got he's got two, three good years left, okay? Just one back-to-back MVPs. Pretty terrible playoff resume. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't – 100%. I'm not saying it's necessarily his fault. I'm I'm simply saying his playoff record is not good enough. Yeah. Um, builder GM Dalton Meyer. What if you could get three or four first rounders from him right now, right this second? And would you Would you do that? If If he didn't win an MVP again, yes. But winning back to back, he still got some left in the tank. There's no reason to yet. Now, okay, you're you're forty some odd millions dollars over the cap limit that is true and we have to pay Monte. three or four first rounders really might help yeah i agree and and i don't know if you've seen the news but the packers are willing to go all in on aaron Rodgers, and allegedly they're going to offer him a 45 million dollar contract i don't know where we're getting that money from well it's just like it's just like is that worth it at this point like is 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 y'all's is y'all's window up or do think you think our, you have one more year? I think our window is here. Our window was last this year. We had it. We had the number one team. We had every piece fit, except for special teams, apparently. We just couldn't get it done. And I think we're going to have the same team next year, hopefully. We're bringing everybody back, plus some from some new guys. I think this is it. So, when look, it, okay, This and this is what I'm trying to say. This is the point. I'm trying to jog your, your train yeah, of thought. I, should should we sign some star players? Now? Like trade, if we get trade, OBJ, trade your number one pick this year, trade your number one pick next year, your number two pick next year, whatever, and go all in this year and try to pull out L.A. Rams. I agree, but he, and this is what I said earlier. You know, we we had the number one team last year or this year lose the 49ers on a game winning field goal. If that was it, if that was our all in year, Aaron Rodgers leaves, we can't pay Devontae. David Bakhtiari has a torn ACL. 
we are now in trouble. <laughs> it's bad. And it's bad. And you know these all-in teams we talked about. The Rams might have a few years of being bad. My Packer team is a build dynasty team, and we're going to have a few years of being bad just because Jordan Love we don't think is ready. We're lose. We might lose Devontae because Aaron Rodgers leaving. Our defense is still kind of in and out. So I think every team is going to have a bad, a few bad years. It just depends. Can you rebuild your team with draft picks, or you have to make some trades because you, you've lost all your picks? Well, and, and it really, it really just boils down to how your draft. What What do you do in the draft with your quarterback? Okay, so you have Brett Favre. You draft Aaron Rodgers. Well, he turns out to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay, you draft Jordan Love. It doesn't look like he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Maybe you know I, I could be totally wrong. I'm not I'm not doubting the guy, but doesn't really look like a NFL star caliber quarterback. So that Cowboys, we have Tony Romo for a long time. You draft Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's a good football player. So so that that's a big part of it too. You talk about building through the draft. You got to figure out who your franchise quarterback is going to be. Yeah, and I think just like kind of bouncing off what you're saying, that's the best part of having your franchise quarterback is you can now build around them. If you're picking a new quarterback every year, bringing in a, like like the Colts, they had Philip Rivers, he leaves. They bring Carson Wentz, he's apparently about to leave. Every year you're trying to build around a certain quarterback. When you have someone like Dak and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers been playing for 12 years. And they haven't done it. They don't draft receivers, apparently. But you can build your offense around what Aaron Rodgers wants. I know uh, some. I saw a news report that some quarterback want. It may have been Dak. He wants to start being uh, it was in Dak. the draft process. It was Dak, yeah. And, like, if he's your guy, you should be asking your quarterback, who's the guy that you feel comfortable with, someone that you know maybe that you've seen in college, that you can now build your group around, maybe an offensive lineman. And now you're building this offense that you need, and you can even go all in. Let's say Dak Prescott is good friends with like uh, Andrew Whitworth, and he decides, I want to come back for one more year. Uh, Tyrone Smith leaves. You now have a left tackle that someone that Dak Prescott feels comfortable with. Now you already have a connection there. So you're right. It, it's, that's the cool thing about the draft proce- uh, process and everything that goes along with it. It's really like a little game of chess. you got to pick the right people, and you got to take a couple risks, a couple gambles, because just like with Jordan Love, it could be a super miss, a guy that wasn't really looked at. They way bumped him up, drafted him the first round, and look, he's looking like a bust right now. So it's really interesting. I love learning about the process of NFL draft. free agency. I think is the best. It's so it's cool. awesome. And, it's and so cool. There's always a couple big ones you never expect, and it's it's an exciting time to watch all that stuff go down. Well, it's a lot. It's it's so much more meaningful and and awesome than basketball and baseball because you know basketball, God, dude, there there's. People just cry and then get traded, you know? And it happens all the time. I I, I hate it here. I want to go somewhere else. And it happens. Football, I don't know what it is, but it's just uh, the free agency process and and trade process in football is is awesome. And and I'm excited excited for this year because there are some big names. Big names. Let me tell you, when Tom Brady first announced he's leaving the Patriots, that was so exciting. Monumental news. Russell Wilson, apparently, it's been a few years, it – but now it really looking like he's going to leave the Seahawks. We're seeing these players that you would never expect to play in another Aaron Rodgers, another guy that it's going to be weird seeing him in potentially Bronco orange. And so Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is one that we always talk about. Like, man, what's that guy going to do? It's exciting. Yeah. Now, going to Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if you've seen, the Packers have hired the, their new quarterback's coach, Aaron Rodgers' favorite quarterback coach of all time. He was his quarterback coach for a like you think, 10 years. You think that was on purpose? 100%. <laughs> so it's looking you th- good. You think the Broncos hiring uh, the Packers offensive coordinator was on purpose? It may have been. It may have been a power <laughs> move. But enough of free agency. Let's go back to the Super Bowl. we got to finish this out before we can talk about the offseason. 
let's talk about the prop bets. I know that you had some prop bets that we talked about, me and you and your dad picked. So what were the results of those? And then uh, we can talk about the MVP, Cooper Cup, and uh, some more stuff about the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I, I know that I know that I picked tails uh, because the coin toss was heads. Yeah, I mean, um, I picked tails too. I know that I picked the under on the national anthem, and it was way over. I mean, not even close, like 15 yeah. seconds over. Wasn't it supposed to be a country singer? I mean, I, yeah, she was a country was singer. Was she a country singer? Yeah, no, she was. Yeah, um, she held those last couple notes. I was like, oh, no. Right, right. Um, I know the final score uh, was under 48 and a half. So I, I really I did terrible on my prop bets. Uh, the only other one was the total passing yards. I need to pull that up. But uh, MVP, your your pick was who? Uh, Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald or Von which, Miller. Close. Which, I don't know that Aaron Donald didn't deserve it, but I also Cooper Cup also deserved it. They could have done co MVP. That really. was going to be my next question. Uh, while you're looking it up, I'll kind of set you up with a question. Uh, MVP Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, both players kind of disappeared until the last quarter, but Aaron Donald getting triple team majority of the game. Cooper Cup probably being double covered majority of the game with OBJ being out. So both at the very end, the game winning sack. And a couple plays in between that, and then Cooper Cup, some big catches, game-winning touchdown. In your opinion, and you say co-MVP, but if you had to pick one, are you sticking with Cooper Cup, or do you think Aaron Donald was the most valuable player? Man, golly. Uh, also, before I answer this, the two quarterbacks combined threw for 546 yards. So the over did hit on the combined total passing yards, uh, if you were wondering. But, who, man. So for Super Bowl MVP, I've always made the case that it can be one of two things. It can, one, be the best player in the Super Bowl, the the guy that, that made the biggest play or the, the best stats or whatever, or it could, two, be the reason they got there, be kind of a playoff MVP type award or a season MVP type award. And so, man, it, it's tough to say Cooper Cup – Eight catches, 92 yards, and two touchdowns, including the last, the go-ahead touchdown. Aaron Donald, uh, his stats weren't as good, but his impact, I think, was bigger. Three tackles, uh, two two tackles for loss, and three, I think, three quarterback hurries. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, and he made the, the last play to kind of seal the deal. Man, I'd probably side with Cooper Cup, uh, especially because he had the greatest – single receiving year of all time so I, I was fine with that um but that's not me saying that Aaron Donald didn't wasn't also deserving now question for you this might be a tough one but there are a couple players that come to mind the Bengals win the Super Bowl who gets MVP because Burrow didn't throw the first touchdown it was a little Bengal special Joe Mixon, yeah so does he end up getting it anyway just because the amount of yard you threw it and the and you know having his knee hurt a little bit and just the play he had or was there another player of mine you think could end up winning it I mean dude T Higgins four catches 100 yards and two touchdowns that's that's hard to pass up yeah. uh you know obviously again you, you could give it to Joe Burrow because he's kind of the reason they got there but I, I would have went T Higgins probably yeah I agree I I think in my mind, they'd probably go with Joe Burrow, uh, just because the the storyline behind it and who he was. But uh, you know, you can't. It doesn't matter now because the Rams are the Super Bowl champs. So uh, going back to the Super Bowl, let's talk commercials a little bit. Another big part. I was kind of impressed this year with the, with the commercials. It fell off last year. Do you have one on your mind that was your favorite 
There are a couple good ones. Of course, me and you are Marvel fans. We got like, some good looks at some Marvel Ooh, stuff. Yeah, the but, Do- uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of yeah. Madness trailer. Ooh, and then so Moon Knight. Good. Moonlight looked really good. Moon Knight looked good. But yes. any other commercials caught your eye uh, being your favorite? Man, there were some good cryptocurrency commercials. Uh, I thought the QR code bouncing on oh, the man. screen with fifteen dollars worth. Did of, you scan it? Yeah, I did. I got fifteen dollars worth of um, worth of Bitcoin. Really? Uh, so that that's a. I mean, that's a neat promotional type deal. But uh, a couple of the commercials that stood out to me, uh, and I think they were both crypto commercials. That seemed to be the the thing this year. But the LeBron James commercial where he's talking to high school LeBron oh, that James. That was weird. It was weird, but but. Cool. It was yeah. really cool. And then the second one was, uh, and you'll appreciate this. Uh, what's the actor's name? That's Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, uh, e- Evan. Uh, uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. That was a cool commercial. He was yeah. like, walking through. He was walk. He's always walking through like a Hollywood set, and, and it was the camera was on him, but in the background you could see basically the filming of other great Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. The uh, one that caught my mind was the Doritos one with the animals. They were all dancing around and singing. That one was funny. Yeah, you can't go wrong with animals or babies. And babies, dude, they brought the E-Trade baby back. And yeah. it kind of made him like he was older, but he was still a baby, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was funny. Yeah, it, those are really fun, the Super Bowl com- okay, commercial. Okay, brand, brand that you were disappointed in. Either their commercial wasn't good or they just didn't have one. Uh. Is it Budweiser that Dude, does the horses? Boom. What? That's exactly mine. Their commercial was like 10 seconds. Yeah. And it had the horse and it had the dog, but I, I didn't get anything from it. And usually that is like a like a big time commercial. That was one of the first ones, right? Uh, Yeah, it could have been. I think I, like, I, I was looking, I was like, what commercial is this? And when it ended, I was like, really? Yeah. That's, that's all That's got usually this a year? big time one. And then finally, before we end the Super Bowl talk, let's talk about the, the halftime show. A lot of people say the best one of all time. It was kind of a a little memoir to L.A. and kind of the best rappers there, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. 50 Cent made a surprise appearance. Yep. Uh, Mary J. Blige and Eminem finished it off. Did you like it? Is it the best one you've ever seen? Man, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm some Super Bowl halftime connoisseur. Uh, so if you ask me if it's the greatest one of all time, my answer is I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but I did enjoy it. I thought – I thought the uh, the tip of the cap to kind of some California and Los Angeles things were really neat. Um, I enjoyed it. That's really, I mean, that's really all I have to say. Uh, I like those guys, but I, it seemed good to me. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, it the really the best one, and I wasn't, I don't think I was alive to see it. Was Prince? Prince, yeah, uh, and that's the one I've always heard. And I enjoyed it. I've seen it on YouTube and stuff, but I really enjoyed this one. It was cool to have all Michael the Michael Jackson come one in. was a big time one. Yeah, um, I just think the whole having it be like a tribute to LA was cool. You, you, you represent, I think, I think it should always be like that. And 100%. Yeah. I don't know why they, and of course there's some spots that probably don't really have something like that, but you know, we had a Super Bowl in Houston a few years ago. Why didn't we do like a little, a Houston montage? Like the rap scene in Houston isn't a big time thing. You know, maybe Travis Scott or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, and if you, you do it in Dallas, you, I mean, there's lots of country singers that, are, that are from that if area. Nash, if Nashville ever hosts one, you can oh, do like a yeah. country one. They definitely would. Though, yeah. For um, sure. But it was good. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, it was a cool way to kind of finish this Super Bowl. Just a fun Super Bowl all around. But, Hump, before we start talking about some more news and stuff, we got a little ad to read. So, Hump, what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. With all these threats that you face today on the Internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. 
NordVPN, the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN Unlimited Bandwidth, you'll never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off of your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free, risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Hump, were you ever a VPN guy? Dude, so I actually, I had never heard of it. Um, and then when we were told that we needed to read this ad for NordVPN, I kind of I kind of researched it, and I've heard the word, I've heard the term VPN, um, and this is this is kind of crazy, but I've heard it when people in states, uh, when people in states want a sports gamble, yep. that it's not legal in that state. So basically, NordVPN, from what I've understood, is it basically like ghosts your your search history, your your internet tracking, all all these things that are kind of that get people worried nowadays. NordVPN kind of erases all that. Yeah, my thing, uh, I've used VPN for a while. In in high school, we had our Wi-Fi, the internet, but it locked you out of certain things because it was a school internet. So oh, I yeah. couldn't get on so, Netflix because it would kick it out. So I would get a VPN, it ghosts my account, I can use kind of those sites, I can use Netflix and stuff. That's funny, we always used to play like in class, we, we would be in a class with like a computer and we'd hop on uh, Halo. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, one guy would be in this class, a couple other guys would be elsewhere. Well, dude, then they finally they finally ended up blocking that. So See, a if VPN, we had NordVPN, been... <laughs> yeah. it'd be easy. Yeah, that would be cool. But NordVPN, cool. Uh, give it a shot if you want. If you're worried about people breaking in, taking your information, you know how the internet is nowadays. Give NordVPN a try. Now, Hump, let's keep talking about some more stuff. Uh, let's talk about the USFL. This was something that uh, me and you kind of touched on, on on Twitter. We ranked our jerseys. But it's coming. Are you excited for it? And do you think it's going to succeed? We've had some couple misses with the AAF. We don't really know what the XFL is doing. But uh, what do you think about the USFL? Well, I uh, I'm excited. Uh, I you know I, I'm never going to pass up the opportunity to watch um, professional football in any capacity. Um, and so you know the uniform reveal yesterday was really fun. They did the uh, they did the draft order reveal. The draft is next week. Yeah, I'm mad. My uh, my team, the yeah, New so Orleans we, Breakers. Yeah, we, me and Dalton both we decided who who our allegiance is going to fall with, and Dalton chose the New Orleans Breakers, and I chose. And I don't know how I feel about yeah, this. Say it, say it. I don't know how I feel about this because I'm I'm Mr. D Town. You know, all my all my teams are Dallas, but the Houston Gamblers, great great Ooh. name, great name. Um, but it's it's you know you talk about the draft. The Breakers got the last pick. Uh, I hope though. I hope they do like a fantasy football draft where. They get the first pick in the yeah. second round because if they don't, they're gonna suck. How many? How many star players like a Johnny Manziel? How many of those guys do you think we're gonna see in the USFL? You know, the the thing that I remember the most about the XFL was the amount of guys that you knew in college or role playing guys in the NFL that played for your team and you remember. So I I think I think a good number, uh, and I think they know that the USFL they're not dummies. They know that people. Are, are excited to see guys that they liked cheering for in college, uh, and I'm not I'm not saying this guy's going to play, but like think about like a Tavon Austin or something like that being a stud 
in the XFL or the or the USFL. And the cool thing too is uh, this is a great opportunity for Sam Houston uh, Sports. I know uh, former offensive lineman Matt Burrell. He was here. What what year did he graduate? Twenty nineteen. Uh, yes, twenty nineteen. So he's been signed, uh, and so hopefully he'll get on a team, and that's really cool. And with this pro day that we're having. You know, some guys that don't make the NFL have a shot here. Uh, people, you know, people like Isaac Sly, if he doesn't make a pro team at USFL, they might call him some. Like, or even like a or like a Roy C or a Woody Brandom. Yeah, that, that guys used, that missed their opportunity. Yeah, yep. No so doubt. it's exciting. It's a great league. Uh, so why did you pick Houston Gamblers? Just because it was a Texas team? Texas team. Uh, and I thought Gamblers was a neat name. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, if it's a success, you know, maybe maybe you and I could could get down there and go to a game. Uh, do you think, are, are the games going to be the, the normal spot for the minor league football is the university of Houston. That's stadium. where XFL was. Yeah. So, well, remember we were going to go yeah. and then COVID happened. Yeah. The XFL was fun. We, we enjoyed that. Uh, and that was, of course that was before walk on radio started, which is crazy to me. That, so weird. I know. I, I thought about that the other day, but the XFL was fine. COVID simply just kind of got that, but the rock, the rock bought the rights to the XFL He's bringing it back next year, and Dalton. Is it going to be the greatest league ever? Because you saw The Rock before the Super Bowl <laughs> give like this long, drawn-out introduction. Imagine him doing that for every XFL game. Yeah, I'm excited. More football. That's the big thing. But, Hump, with the Houston Gamblers, you know, now that you're not a player anymore and you can kind of dive into sports gambling, is that something you're going to be interested in? And are we going to perhaps have a fantasy corner gambling corner? Oh man, um, I mean, I definitely am not going to sit here and say I'm not going to dabble in some uh, in some sports betting, but uh, you know, I, obviously, I don't know that we can talk about it on walk on radio while you're still a student athlete. I guess I can talk about it, but I don't know. We'll maybe have to see. We'll have to what we'll to look into that. Well, hopefully, if we can talk about it, that'll be something because uh, I know the, how big sports gambling is becoming in. It's changed. It's changed football forever. Yeah. I mean, the, just the viewership alone, due to fantasy football and sports gambling, is unreal. Well, speaking of fantasy football, uh, Hump, this is it—the last fantasy corner of the year. So let's talk fantasy football of the Super Bowl. What players you did good? Disappointed, of course. OBJ with the injury—you can't really do anything about that. And uh, overall, the best fantasy football players of the year. I know a few of them already, but just name some guys that had a great year. Maybe one or two players that just really disappointed. And even if injuries, just had a really bad season fully through. Yeah, um, as far as the Super Bowl goes, I, I won my little my little NFL playoff league. Uh, of course I, you did. Right. Uh, I had Cooper Cup and T. Higgins on my Super Bowl team, and so... Those were the two high-scoring fantasy players. So that that was a pretty easy win. But, you know, Dalton, fantasy football, I'm sad that it's over. But I will say one of the fun parts about fantasy football is the offseason leading up to it. You know, the preparation that you put in. Where does this guy go in free agency? Who does this guy get traded to? Uh, what star rookie? You know, what offense does he get put in? So that's that's a lot of fun. You know, my fantasy MVPs of the year, obviously Cooper Cup just – Simply incredible. Most fantasy points ever scored by a receiver. Jonathan Taylor had a sensational year. Uh, other guys like Joe Mixon had a good year. Austin Eckler had a good year. Um, receivers, Debo Samuel, Justin Jefferson. Quarterbacks, Josh Allen. Um, you know, disappointment years? Oh, man. Uh, oh, oh, the the biggest disappointment of the entire year easily is consensus number one overall pick, 
Christian McCaffrey. Oh. Straight bum. What's uh, his career? Do you think his career might be on the downhill? I don't know, man. Uh, obviously, when the dude's healthy and he plays, he's phenomenal. But he's just he's made a glass right now. Um, I man, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't have a lot to say about him. But yeah, man, fantasy football. Obviously, like I said, we we are the season's over. Fantasy's done. Uh, it's time to. Time to take a break, but hopefully you're 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 looking at rankings here in the next couple months, and and that's going to be a lot of fun. Dalton, I've actually I'd like to announce that I've got big plans coming uh, in regards to fantasy football. I am in the process of writing a I won't call it a book, I'll call it a a guide, uh, a fantasy football success, you know, tips and tricks to win your fantasy football league guide. I'm in the process of writing one that wow. that I'm going to sell. Um, hopefully, hopefully in June and, uh, walk on radio gets, you know, 90% of the profit. Well, uh, or a hundred percent of the profit <laughs> considering, uh, walk on radio gets no profit right now, uh, <laughs> with, with hats alone. They can have all of it. Do, as far I, as I'm uh, do I get a little bit from making you pick Aaron Rodgers last year and, and helping you oh, win you your did, Super Bowl? You, you did. I, I asked you, I said, Shh. Funny story. So I, I'm fantasy guru, okay, what, or whatever you want to call it. I have great success in fantasy football. I'm, I'm in a bind. I lose Dak Prescott. He breaks his leg. I don't have a quarterback. I need to make a move. I literally, I text all, and I said, dude, straight up, no bias, Aaron Rodgers, what's he going to do the rest of the year? Dalton says, dude, he is going to ball out. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Forget it. I make the trade. I get Aaron Rodgers. He goes on and wins the MVP, and I go on and win my my big time league fantasy football Super Bowl. I've been back to back since. So honestly, Dalton, you you deserve you deserve your name on that trophy, no I, doubt. I think the book cover should be you. You know, like the Michael Jordan picture where he has his fingers over his hands with all, or his fingers over his face with all of his rings. I think you got to do that. With a trophy somewhere in the background. That would be cool. That would but be cool. Uh, it really exciting. Glad we got to do fantasy with you. And, of course, we're going to talk about it with the draft. There's going to be a whole fantasy thing in the offseason. But, Hump, we have one more thing before we talk about our offseason plans. And that's the NCAA is just disappointing us once again. So this happened about 10 minutes ago when we started filming this. It's a Friday. It's 11.33 right now. So maybe about 20 minutes ago now. So announce what happened, and what are your thoughts? Yeah, so the NCAA came out today, or the college football playoff came out today and said that they have no intention to uh, to change any formatting for the college football playoffs until after the contract is up, uh, the current contract. And that current contract goes all the way through 2025, Dalton. So that means 2022, 2023, Ooh. 2024, 2025, boo. four more years of no expanded playoffs. Can we get a collaborative boo? And they were so close. I don't know what what all of a sudden sidetracked this and went back to the way it was. What do you think? Do you think it's the SEC having like a, a tight hold on the NCAA and kind of Letting them have their success? What's going on? I truly don't know. I, I I cannot think of what the cons are in expanding this playoff. I, I really I don't know what what's the bad side. Maybe maybe because well no, because it ain't money. Final, because that's what I was gonna say. Maybe it had to do with the Bulls, but the bowl games are still the final four, they're bowl games. It ain't money because they would make more money if they would expand it and they would just make the people happy that's what the people want they don't care about business the people. business is about is about 
supply and demand. NCAA, if you hear this, we want to talk to if you. If you hear this, Ron Humphreys and Dalton Meyer, we got a bone to pick with you, bud. We're going to come up to wherever. Expand where the, the playoffs. Is. Yeah. Don't well, be cowards. Guess we're going to see Alabama win it four, well, yeah, four more years in a row. And then there'll be a chance when we're all old and gray. We'll have to see about that. But, Hump, this is it. Sam Houston's going to win it in 10 years. Uh-oh. Hot take? Spicy take. <laughs> this is it for – this is our, our football. This was our season, and it's it's now over. Uh, you know, I start spring ball next week. I start padding up and getting ready for the fall. You're going to be there with us, watching us. But you got an adult life to live, you old man. So, Hump, what's what's the plans for the future of Walk On Radio for this offseason – and then going on later. Yeah, Dalton. You know, um, I think now. I, I, I think now we're going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, probably, you know, a month or so to just kind of let Dalton do his thing with with spring football. I, I'm like Dalton just said. I'm an adult now. Uh, I don't. I don't really feel like it. But you know, we're still going to be providing coverage uh, on Twitter. We're going to be talking about the USFL and and all other off season shenanigans but as far as episodes go we're going to take a little bit of time off uh probably you know the next time we do an episode is what closer to the draft yeah draft and then maybe pop in if there's some big stuff going on maybe maybe same houston pro day we we do something that's that's coming up later next month but as far as the future future goes um with walk on radio obviously i'm going to be moving so i graduate in may i'm moving home uh back to my hometown silver springs in may so you know Dalton and I obviously hope to keep Walk On Radio going. We're going to have to figure out what that means, being in two different places. Obviously, me and Dalton film or record every single episode right next to each other, uh, which has been a lot of fun. But, you know, we're, we're hoping to keep Walk On Radio going, and, and we're going to figure out new and, and exciting ways to, to get these episodes out to y'all. Uh, and so next season is going to look a lot different. Uh, but we're excited about that. Maybe some video opportunities, Zoom, We'll figure out something cool. Uh, you know, we could be like, uh, what's it called? Pardon the interruption where I've got the backdrop with all my <laughs> knickknacks. You've got a backdrop with all your knickknacks. We could do like fun. the Pat McAfee show where I'm in the office and AJ Hawk is on Zoom. That'll yes. be you. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I we're, we're going to make it work. Uh, Walk on Radio is just, it's been too much fun not to continue it. Uh, obviously, we hope you guys feel the same. But, you know, from where it's, from where it's come, from where it came from, um, is truly special, and just some of the opportunities that Dalton and I, Dalton and I have gotten from Walk on Radio is is pretty awesome. Well, Hump, speaking of opportunity, and uh, you know, I don't know if Walk on Radio has to do with it, but uh, you told me that you have a really cool opportunity when you go back at Sulphur Springs. It might it, it might be starting right now, isn't it? Uh, pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. So so give give the people the announcement of of what you're you know becoming an adult. You might have your first little adult job. Right, and uh, I will. You know, you said does walk on radio have something to do with this? And the answer is absolutely walk on radio has something to do with this. But, you know, I've been given the opportunity to become the, uh, the color analyst, uh, for live play by play football for the Silver Springs Wildcats. Uh, that's my alma mater. And, you know, Chad's media and front porch news is, is the company that I'll be working for. Um, it's not really a full-time thing. It's more of a, Hey, uh, used to be the quarterback here. You won a national championship at Sam Houston. We'd love to use your face and uh, and your uh, sweet-sounding voice to talk about football during high school football games. And, uh, boy, that sounded like a like a home run to me. So I'm excited. Obviously, I want to be involved in, in hometown stuff. Uh, Silver Springs means a lot to me. And so this opportunity is going to be a lot of fun. So 
hey, you know, if you're bored uh, and you, you don't have anything going on on a Friday night next fall, you can catch Ryan Humphreys uh, in the booth, Tony Romo style, uh, on Chad's Media or Front Porch News. Are you going to be predicting plays like Tony Romo? I hope so. Uh, you, you know, you got to think. Obviously, I'm, I'm well-spoken, but, but part, of the, part of the process of being a successful color analyst like Tony Romo is knowing the game of football. And, and boy, I, I would put up my, my 23-year numbers of football games watched versus anybody. Uh, and so I definitely think that I'll be uh, successful with that, entertaining to listen to. Uh, but I am excited. It's going to be a new challenge. Uh, obviously, what what Dalton and I do, we we watch the games and then analyze them afterwards and talk about them. I'm going to have to watch it and analyze it while it's happening. Uh, and so that that's fun. Uh, and like I said, it's from my alma mater. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big Silver Springs guy, so that opportunity is is really neat. Yeah, I think that was Raven congratulating you in the background. Yeah. But a really cool opportunity, that, and this is what Walk On Radio is all about. It's presenting us with, with a chance to show what we can do, and this is stuff that me and you can put on our resumes, and we have tape now, and it's providing us opportunities. So that's really exciting. But, Hump, that's the end of the episode. At the end of the episode for a while. So any last words before we close this out? Man, uh, follow Walk On Radio. Uh, we're we're going to be tweeting and, and giving you content from that standpoint uh, as, as this little – couple couple week month long hiatus goes uh we've enjoyed the 2021 football season obviously you know what what we were able to accomplish as football players in the year 2021 was truly special uh walk on radio even enhanced that experience nfl was awesome fantasy football awesome playoffs great super bowl great we're excited for 2022 yeah what a what a fun year Uh, a lot of things went down and uh, i'm excited for the next year Follow us on everything. Leave us a review. Leave us a five-star. This episode is brought to you by the Bleed Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. And, of course, in a few weeks, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.